Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. And the conversations after the meeting, it just I just want to get out of there. That's good. It's the way it's supposed to be. It's normal. It is God-given. And that's my whole basis of this message. Don't apologize about it. You should feel comfortable about it. You're on the right track when you can sense that. You know what? I just don't blend in. That's the way it should be. It is the way God designed Enma to work, to work so that I can stay clean from the works of the flesh, the powers of darkness, so that I can be unto holiness. Now, I'd like to read in Exodus about Sinai. And at the end of this, we want to show you something up here. In Exodus chapter 19, I have two verses. We look at what God, I said that God needs protection, not that we don't hurt him, but look at this. And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves, that ye go not up into the mount, or touch the border of it. Verse 13. There shall not any hand touch it, but if, but if he shall surely be stoned, or he shall surely be stoned, or shot through, whether it be beast or man, it shall not live. When the trumpet soundeth long, there shall come up to the mount. He's saying here to the children of Israel, he's saying, Put borders around the edge because stones are going to come flying. And even if an animal will touch the mount where he's going to be on on Sinai, they could die, they could be killed. So set a border because you need my protection. You're not going to come and hurt God. You will not come in and move him and change him. No, we don't do that. But when you come too close to that mountain, you could be dead. Now, Matt worked on something some time ago on when I had the, the, uh, the, the subject on the tabernacle. And if you have little children that get scared easily, you might want to take them out because it'll get a little loud in here. But he made something of this very verse about God on Sinai. And some of you have not seen it, so we're going to show it to you. This is actual Sinai. He took this and he added lightning and everything that it says in the Bible that happened when God was on that mountain. And to see that we little measly human beings come into his presence, we think we can hurt him. No. If we bring the president in here, they're afraid we'll hurt him. There's no other person, or I don't want to call him a person, no other deity in the whole world and earth that has this much power. Man can never hurt him. And so he needs the protection. He needs the veil. And this is where we have flesh that he will not mix with flesh and blood. Go ahead and turn the lights down and do however you need to with this. And moments later, and moments later, here comes Moses down. And the hearts of the people were completely separated from this. And they were worshiping a golden calf. You see, when God's holiness is pure, severed from unholiness, it will divide. Before, the children of Israel were not known to be calf worshipers. But when the presence of God was seen, and the mountain shook, and the holiness of God was seen, next thing you know, they were on their faces because it divided 
That's what enmity does. It divides right from wrong. It keeps it clear so it doesn't mix. And if holiness could be restored back in the, in the, in the, in the individual's lives, I believe we could see much more of this. Where people desire holiness and they desire the life of God to be effective for his kingdom. I've wondered for years, why is it that upon a scene like this, and that was only a picture this size, you take in the size of the actual mountain, which is quite high, and have that whole thing like that, and the others, there they are, the children of Israel, the hosts of them, they were committing fornication, they were worshiping a golden calf. How can there be such difference at that moment? If anything, they should have been laying there saying, God, God help us. No, holiness divides. It's part of enmity. This is what today, in the modern church today, is what we're seeing the trend to go the other way. Now we could bring this into speaking about happening with states and countries and so forth, what's happening in there. The whole thing is happening. It's trying to, so that we're all just kind of together and we're all kind of smiling, happy, on our way. And there's other names for that, which I will speak about in a little bit here. There's other places where the Bible talks about this. In James chapter 4, it talks about adulteress and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity. When we are friends to the world, which is the pride of life, lust of the flesh, pride of life, and what's the third one? Somebody help me. Lust of the eyes. You see, our natural man constantly wants that. But when we have the holiness of God, so what, what you have is churches trying to fight that and individuals trying to fight that. Stay away from You can't do this. And they put more rules and things out around them. It doesn't work. Bring holiness in it. It will divide it. Bring the nature of Almighty God in your life and allow him to have free reign in your life. You will not have those other problems and issues. Enmity. It chases away the dark from the light. It's God's sin. It's God-ordained. It's a great thing. It's our protection. It's our life. Never feel apologetic about it. If you're working in a factory, if you're working in places where they say you are a Christian, and they might say they are too, but why don't you do things like I do? And you're a bit apologetic. I, I, I don't want to be always kind of at the odds with you but there's something in my heart that doesn't mix with you. That's fine. Let the holiness be in your life, and it'll divide that. Amen? That's the way it works. That's part of this death work is in us, but life in you. It's another place. When Elijah came to Mount Carmel, he spoke to the people there. And he said, how long will you halt between two opinions? How long are you going to hang on two opinions? Is it this way or is it that way? He said, make up your mind. It's either God or it's Baal. Don't think it's both. Make up your minds because as long as you have two opinions, you're going to be halted. You see, enmity, enmity divides that. They want it both. They wanted a little bit of both. 
It's called two opinions. Then we also read in James where it says, No man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. This is the relationship within the saint. It's hate. It's love. It's hold. It's despise. Maybe you can understand what's going on, what the fightings are within at times. Yes, we do hate and we love. Bible just says it right here. You, you hate the one or you love the other. You never mix them. And if you hate the one and love the other, you're on the right track. If you see a stark difference between left and right, then you're on the right track. But if it's shading, you're not quite sure you're in a dangerous place. Because you're mixing it. You understand? I believe that we, ha we have to glean an understanding of this. Lest we continue to be apologetic all through our life. And as a result, we never allow the Spirit of God to work without, uh, out from us. Because it's been imprisoned. There's another example. It's called tares and wheat. And I won't go into that. There's another one. Five wise, five foolish. Oil and no oil. And the one in the book of Revelation, chapter 3.15, it says, I know thy works. That thou art neither cold or hot. And God is saying, I would rather to see you dead cold and dead hot than to fit in between. So that you're kind of go unnoticed and you're just kind of a cool Christian. I'd rather, he said, you would be an angry man and a bitter man and an evil man in the gutter of sin. Or hot on fire for God. Loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And loving God and sensing that love coming. I'd rather have you that way than the one that stands in the middle. And, oh, I want just a little bit of both. And I'm so sorry, but I don't want to offend you, but I'm a Christian. Do you hear? How could God love somebody cold more than somebody lukewarm? Because he can reach him. But a lukewarm person he can't reach because they're satisfied having need of nothing. They think they're okay. It's all all right. Whatever, whatever. It's, yeah, a little, I, I go to church. But I don't, you know, I, I practice Christian. He said, I'd rather have you hot or cold. Because when you're cold, I can reach you. And when you're hot, I have reached you. But when you're lukewarm, I can't get to you. Because you see no need. You say, I have need of nothing. I'm taken care of. I've got it kind of down pat the way I want it. Enmity. It's designed by God for him and for us. For his children. At the very end, yet I have one more verse and then we're finished. There's another word. It's called sheep and goats. Matthew chapter 25 or 32, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, and as a shepherd divide us a sheep from the goats. You see, the sheep always tend to like to become like goats, or at least they want them as much as they can to have like what goats have, and goats want to be like the sheep. 
It's not who you would like to be. It is who are you? May we have an understanding that enmity is absolutely God's sin. It is God designed to keep the church holy, to keep your life holy, so that you're not tempted to reach out over the line of unholiness or uncleanness and to eat of the forbidden fruit. There's a stark difference, and it's intended that way. It is God designed. Amen? Can we go through life now not being apologetic about who we are, that we love God? But rather, I love God. I wonder now if we would have a worship service at the end of this service and have a song or two. I wonder if it would be easier for you to come up here and worship God. Or did you do just what your heart told you to do this morning, to sit in the seats or come up here? Or did you hold back because you didn't want to be seen? And I'm not putting guilt on you. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm not asking that everybody would be up here. I'm asking this. You need to learn to do what God tells you. And until we, need, until we learn that, we're going to be apologetic of who we are. When I can have the total confidence that God showed me that this is what he wants me to do, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to be in submission. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stand up there if that's what he wants. Or I'm going to stand and have it, give a testimony of how God has changed me. But you know what? Death work is in me. And every time before you do it, you have to die. Yeah? If you don't have to die then there's no resurrection power in it anyways. Amen? That's how it works. So enmity becomes my friend. It's God designed to keep me pure, to keep my life pure, and it's the way it works. It's the way it feels. It's the way it is. Amen? Stand to our feet. Father, I bless you today. For the wonderful Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.